imagine you can fly. As dusk falls and the clouds begin to cast their brilliant reds, purples, and oranges, you are still asleep. Three hours after the sun has set, you take to flight. As a little brown bat, you love to dart through the air, catching bugs here and there. Your flight patterns resemble that of a butterfly, light and seeming to be without a sure destination. When you are thirsty, you skim down to a pond and take a drink as you fly. Tonight, you and your colony are making your usual hunting rounds. Your colony is rather small at 200. Some colonies in large caves without predators can have up to 9,000 bats. Your colony lives in the walls of an old abandoned barn nestled in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina. There are always plenty of bugs for you to eat, and the streams always flow with water. Your body is covered in fur, making many people mistake you for a flying mouse. But you are not in the rodent family at all. You are a member of the order Chirotera, which means wing-handed, the only classification of mammal that can fly. Your arms are long and your fingers reach to the tip of your wings. Your skin is stretched over your bones like a webbing creating your wings. Each of your four fingers are as long as your whole arm. The black membrane is pulled tight from your arm and your thumb is all that sticks out at the top of your wing. Children who have read about dragons will know the shape of your wings. Your wings have been used in fairy stories as a model for the wings of dragons and devils alike. As you and your colony are out hunting, you use some peculiar tactics. You have such excellent hearing that you can find bugs and other prey using echolocation. Echo what? Echolocation. Many animals use echolocation by making a noise, usually with their mouth, and then figuring out what is around them, be it a bug or a tree. The echoes returning to the ears arrive at different times and at different intensities, depending on the position of the object generating the echoes. The time and noise level are used by the animals to perceive distance and direction. With echolocation, the bat or other animals who use it can see not only where it is going, but also how big another animal is, what kind it is, and other features. As you go about your hunting, you are attracted by the light coming from a farmhouse window. It pulls you toward it as if you are in a trance. Smacking down on the carpet in a well-lit room, you hear a shriek. Too stunned to move, you lay motionless as the farmer comes over to pick you up off the ground. You are clumsy when you're not flying. 
the farmer's wife comes over to take a closer look, you are usually hidden during the day. So the farmer and his wife enjoy looking you over in great curiosity. He's an ugly little thing, isn't he? Remarks the farmer's wife. Look at his face. His eyes are beady and black, set wide apart. His nose is flat and wide on his face, while his teeth are small and sharp. They look like the sharp teeth of a kitten. Oh, and look at those ears. They are as smooth as leather and shiny resting on top of all that fur. Look at that. He can't even crawl. He's so clumsy. She stops talking as her husband brings you over to the window. Sensing your emancipation, you wiggle out of the farmer's hands and make your escape. While you were clumsy on the floor, both the farmer and his wife see how graceful you are once you take flight. You catch the air and take off from the house and back into the cover of darkness. Now let's take a look at some sayings like blind as a bat. And what part of the bat appears in the witch's brew in Shakespeare's Macbeth? Join us as we take a closer look at the little brown bat. You are listening to Naturalist Kids Podcast, where we bring the stories of nature to life to encourage you in your quest to learn more about this great world. I'm your host, Joy Cherick, and today I'm joined by Hudson, age six. If you love our podcast and want to see more episodes like this one about bats, please consider supporting us through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash naturalistkids. There you will find transcripts, nature study lessons, and additional resources to go with each episode. This is episode three of season one. This episode corresponds with Nature Study Hacking Mammals. Nature Study Hacking teaches families how to get outside and use a nature journal. Head over to naturestudyhacking.com to learn more. Let us consider for a moment what a bat is like. Maybe you will say things like creepy, ugly, vampires, Halloween. But why is this? Where do we get these ideas from? We had fun finding stories about bats. We sure did. One of the most famous uses of a bat in literature comes from a scene in Shakespeare's Macbeth when the witches are making a brew. They are purely evil and use many animal parts, including wool of bat. We will read part of their chant. As I read, see if you can get a gist of the rhyming couplet. Here goes. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire, burn, and cauldron, bubble, fillet of a finny snake in cauldron, Boil and bake, eye of newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm's sting, lizard's leg and howlet's wing, 
for a charm of powerful trouble, like a hell broth boil and bubble. In Chinese folklore, bats are a symbol of good fortune and luck. The Chinese word for bat sounds identical to the word of good fortune. That might explain why Chinese don't mind selling bats as food in their markets. In America, we see bats as filthy and even rabid. We would not consider eating them. During the coronavirus pandemic of 2020, one of the origin stories of the virus points to a virus-contaminated bat being sold as food and then spreading the virus to the ends of the earth. Let's travel back to one of our favorite storytellers, Aesop. He tells us a story of how the bat came to be a creature of the night, always hiding in caves and barns. Here is the story of the birds, the beasts, and the bat. The birds and the beasts declared war against each other. No compromise was possible, and so they went at it tooth and claw. It is said the quarrel grew out of the persecution of race of geese suffered at the teeth of the fox family. The beasts, too, had cause for fight. The eagle was constantly pouncing on the hare, and the owl dined daily on mice. It was a terrible battle. Many a hare and many a mouse died. Chickens and geese fell by the score, and the victor always stopped for a feast. Now the bat family had not openly joined either side. They were a very politic race. So when they saw the birds getting the better of it, they were birds for all there was in it. But when the tide of battle turned, they immediately sided with the beasts. When the battle was over, the conduct of the bats was discussed at the peace conference. Such deceit was unpardonable, and birds and beasts made common cause to drive out the bats. And since then, the bat family hides in dark towers and deserted ruins, flying out only in the night. The moral is, the deceitful have no friends. We have a bat riddle for you. Each clue leads to a word beginning with B A T. The first clue A bat used by an orchestra conductor. The second clue A bat that you soak in. Clue number three Which bat stores electricity? And clue number four. This naval bat sails the sea. What are the answers? Remember, they are all words that begin with B-A-T. We'll let you know the answer at the end of the episode. Where do bats live in your area? Have you ever looked into the sky at night and noticed them flying above? 
take a look and let us know what you find. A baby bat is called a pup. A group of bats is called a colony. What sort of food does the bat like to eat, Hudson? Bats eat flying insects and catch over a thousand insects in an hour. Little brown bats like mosquitoes, midges, mayflies, moths, and beetles. So, Hudson, when is the bat most active? They are nocturnal, which means they are awake at night. We have learned about lots of different bats from many parts of the world. Hudson, what is your favorite sort of bat? My favorite sort of bat is a fruit bat. Fruit bats eat fruit, not bugs. We also learned about the flying fox, which is a type of fruit bat. Remember how big it was? They have a wingspan of five feet. That's bigger than you are. We found a fun poem about a bat that Hudson would like to share with you. It is called Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Bat by Lewis Carroll. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Bat, how I wonder what you're at. Up above the world you fly like a tea tray in the sky. Now we have the answer to our riddle. Are you ready? So the question was, each clue leads to a word beginning with B-A-T. So the first one was a bat used by an orchestra conductor, and that is a baton. Number two was a bat that you soak in, and of course this is a bath. Number three is which bat stores electricity? Did you guess that it was a battery? And the last bat sails the sea. And of course, that is a battleship. Thanks so much for listening today. In our next episode, we will explore the world of cats. We will leave you with this verse from the book of Job in chapter 12. But ask the beasts and they will teach you the birds of the heavens, and they will tell you, or the bushes of the earth, and they will teach you, and the fish of the sea will declare to you, who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. And this was from the ESV translation. Mm-hmm.